So we are all about starting a young or a green horse and introducing him to his first experience of going underneath the saddle these next few weeks. And last week we were covering about actually introducing the horse uh, to, I suppose, this whole concept of something different happening in his life. And this week we're going to be working on from there. Hi there, my name is Lauren and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where each week we take something different to do with horse riding and we give you some step-by-step instructions, a plan of sorts that you can follow and you can work with with your horse in order to, well, move things along a little bit. Um, Very often riders get their horse and what maybe started as one of the happiest times in their little equestrian journey, it quickly turns a little bit sour because they run out of ideas, they run out of things to do, and well, that circle just becomes quite endless, doesn't it? Uh, Going around and around in the arena, doing the same old, same old, and I think monotony, very often in the case of horse riding, will lead to all sorts of bad habits creeping in. So we help give you a plan each week uh, with step-by-step instructions that you can follow as you work with your horse, and as you learn and you can then, um, I suppose, transfer that across to your horse under the saddle so as both of you can progress at the speed you like. I'm going to let you know at the end of this how you can join in on the starting uh, Green Horse series, but also how you can get all the past lessons from Daily Strides Premium. I will let you know at the end. But let us get back to today and week two or part two of starting a green horse. And Last week, we moved through kind of getting the horse maybe accustomed and making sure all the checks were in place, making sure everything was prepared in order for us to start working with our horse. Now, um, we ended, of course, last week um, with actually lunging our horse. We used our partner, our helper, our 2IC person to help us out there a little bit to get things off to a good start. And um, I want to work on from that this week. So last week when we were working with our horses, we were only using a cavison um, rather than a full I suppose set of tack on the horse. And this week we want to start introducing tack. But just like anything, how you introduce things to your horse at this point um, in his life is going to have a lasting impact on how he feels about those later. And as I mentioned last week, very often it is when things are maybe done incorrectly or not done under the maybe happiest or most calm of circumstances. Um, your horse tends to associate maybe the bridle or maybe the saddle or the rider, whatever the case is, with anxiety. And you don't want that. You want to keep everything, all sort of excess tension, all stress, you want to keep it away from this process. This has to be a happy process, okay? So your frame of mind is very important in doing this. Now, I mentioned last week that having a friend in the stables will help with this. And I strongly suggest this for your horse. And I also suggest going into the stable to do all this. So remember the the actual stable or the stall you're going to use is very important. You want to make sure that, first of all, it's not dangerous. And of course, that you always have your hat and gloves. Well, I don't know about gloves in the... I, I tend to not use gloves when I'm in the stables with the horses. I use the gloves when I'm out uh, leading or lunging. But um, definitely... A hat particularly with a young horse it goes without saying um you're not going to impress anybody by not wearing your hat trust me okay so put your hat on and what i mean by having a friend very often what we do here uh, on the farm here is when we are introducing a younger horse or green horse to the bridle and particularly the bit for the first time we'll actually bring the horses in to tack up 
um, or to maybe do some grooming or some maintenance, whatever the case is. And that horse comes in as well. Um, and his friends are beside him in the stables. So they're all together. They're all happy. Um, he feels comfortable. He's got his... I suppose his herd with him he feels he feels happy there and safe and secure and then we will put the bridle on in the stable and allow him to just stay in the stable obviously making sure that there's nothing he can get hooked on or um and anything that's dangerous and is going to cause an accident but um that he can stay in the stable for maybe 20 30 minutes with his bridle on and just kind of get used to things okay now the type of bit you use when you're doing this I feel is also quite important and um, you want something that's going to feel comfortable and if it if it is a steel bit that you're going to use and um, I know a lot of people don't have access to other things maybe warming it up in your hand before you pop it into his mouth for the first time might make it a slightly more pleasant experience for him but the other thing that's really important here is that your horse is handled enough that he is not going to i suppose become maybe very afraid or very nervous when you put the bridle over his ears okay so very often you'll find that it's horses that have not had a lot of handling when they're okay most horses are generally okay when you pop the bit into their mouth it's actually the part where the bridle and um, the headpiece of the bridle goes over their ears that they can sometimes begin to feel a little bit nervous. Now, the other thing I would suggest doing before you even start going with the bridle is to find a horse with a similar sized head and make sure that the settings on the bridle are very similar to that. Okay, so you don't want obviously that the cheek pieces are too short. You don't want it too long. And um, if it's too short, it's obviously going to pull a lot on your horse and that is not going to be a happy time for your horse if it's too long it's going to sit too low in your horse's mouth and you actually can sometimes cause problems in that your horse will start um maybe overplaying with the bit and um, of course he's going to be a little bit curious with the bit in his mouth but um you don't want it to the point where it becomes a real issue when you're riding the horse under the saddle okay so uh, making sure that you have all these things in place beforehand and then once it's on just carrying on as normal staying nice and calm and cool if you want to you could stay with the horse and groom it i sometimes find that just leaving the horse but staying obviously in the stable beside it working with the horses beside it even cleaning your tack outside the stable whatever the case is but uh, just being there being like a very I suppose a reassuring uh, figure in your horse's kind of area or in their presence at this point but not getting too involved in it is very often how your horse will soon learn that this is not a big monumental thing okay it's something that he can relax and it's not in it's nothing that he has to worry about and become overly concerned about okay so You've got the bridle on. I suggest leaving him in the stable. Don't work him in the bridle initially, okay? Um, some horses can. Of course, it, it depends on the horse. It depends on his temperament. It depends on how quick he maybe adapts to things. But I just find sometimes allowing him there a few minutes just to kind of, I don't know, but get used to this in his head. Uh, calibrate things a little bit in his mind. Um, this new experience. And then very, very gently taking the bridle off. And then if you want to, you can work him then. Now, I sometimes find putting the bridle and doing all that after you've worked him on the lunge is very often the best way to go. And it's also important to say that when you're lunging your horse at this point, 
you don't want to spend too long on the lunge, okay? So first of all, it's not very good for your horse's joints um, from that point of view. Secondly, if you spend too long, your horse is not going to concentrate so much on you. They've, they've short concentration spans, particularly if they're younger. And uh, you're going to end up, that's where maybe a little bit of, well, what do we say, idleness and uh, unresponsiveness can creep into the training which you don't want to allow to happen but the other reason you don't spend too long on the lunge um, is that you don't want your horse becoming too fit okay I know this sounds strange but remember the fitter your horse is the better chance he has of getting you off later okay so no um you just don't want him becoming too um fit and energetic and i suppose full of himself um in that regard as well so you want to keep things very short very sweet and um, have a plan for each day you're out working with him and then as soon as you've got that planned and so maybe five seven eight minutes on each rein is absolutely sufficient and then obviously change it do the same on the opposite rein and then bring him back in and um, you don't want to spend hours and hours and hours okay i know you're not going to spend hours on the lunge but you definitely don't want to lunge for a half an hour or 40 minutes okay and um, I, I wouldn't advise that really for anything so you want to just make sure that this is very short sweet and to the point and all the time there's consistency in how things are done so the routine of how you prepare him to go lunging the routine of what happens after the lunging and all that is all going to play into what is happening with your horse now later in the week what you can do this week as well is begin introducing a numna and i would suggest doing this when you are i suppose um after you're finished working i don't say cooling down um, but when you finished with the lunging you could start introducing a numna and very often just taking a saddle pad or a numna and rubbing it on your horse rubbing it on his back rubbing it on that area is enough initially for the first day or two to allow him to become used to this new thing and um, i wouldn't suggest allowing the numna just to sit there on its own without any sort of uh, maybe being secured because if he was to move suddenly and the numna was to slip that would lead to a nasty experience maybe not a nasty but your horse might get a fright and you don't want him at this point to have any stress at all associated with this kind of process that's happening these new um experiences that are happening with him so you want to just make sure that you're not going to uh kind of to have an accident by allowing Anumna just to blow away in the wind or to slip around him if he was to move around the stable. So keep that in mind. And then once he's happy with the Numna being moved around him, you can then introduce a roller. Okay, so your roller or a surcingle, um, it's going to to obviously secure the numna but not only that it will then allow you that you can start working him in the lunge ring or in the the arena wherever it is that nice and closed safe space that you have you can start working him then with um his i suppose very early tack on okay so he'll have his bridle and of course no reins on the bridle that's important you don't want the reins at this point i wouldn't even really bother with the nose band because i what i would suggest is that you still use the cavison at this point for the lunging and um, it's not the bridle you're going to use but that he is being lunged with the bit in his mouth and then also you can use your numna and a roller there as well to get things going get the show on the road and get him moving now 
you might find he might get a little bit nervy initially and he might do a few handstands and that that's normal don't worry what's what's really important in this um if he is like that is that you ignore the I suppose what we would deem as bad behavior, I don't think it's bad behavior, I think it's a little bit of maybe experimentation on your horse's part, um, but that you ignore that and you keep thinking about forwardness the whole time that you're out with your horse in the arena. And not only that, that you keep instilling, you're so consistent in how you're asking for things that he will soon forget about his own little uh, handstands and his gymnastics and cartwheels and he will his attention will very quickly come back to you and you can work on from there. Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that for today. As always, if you want to join us, as I said, this is part two of a six part series we're doing with starting a young horse. If you want to join us, you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and all the information is there. If you have an older horse or a horse that has already been backed and you rather are looking for something, some plans, some ideas, for using when you're riding your horse. Um, all the past lessons are inside of Daily Strides Premium for you, as well as, of course, the starting ones. Um, so everything is in there for you. When you become a member, you get access to absolutely everything and you can choose yourself what you want. And of course, they're all delivered to your phone for you. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you have a really, really super week. If you are working with a young horse, you are more than welcome to drop me an email. Let me know how it's going. It's Lorna, L-O-R-N-A, at stridesforsuccess.com. I love hearing from you guys. Okay, keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Bye.